Okay. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Better. I am Dr. John Duffy flying solo at the mic here um, today, and I appreciate you joining me. Um, Julie Duffy is on a brief hiatus cleaning the house because George and his girlfriend are coming over for dinner, so it should be a fun night tonight. I've had a weird day. Um, I feel off today, and I thought I would press record and talk a little bit about what is noodling around in my brain. One of my heroes, Glennon Doyle, who some of you probably follow on Twitter or Instagram, married to the great Abby Wambach, and just so cool, um, noted that a lot of men were liking some of her posts on the news of the day regarding sexual assault and what's going on in the Supreme Court nomination of Judge Kavanaugh. But not many men are saying much about sexual assault. So I thought, hey, you know what? It is about time that people heard from a middle-aged, privileged white man who has never suffered sexual assault. So I thought, I think it's time for me to weigh in and give my opinion on this whole thing. (laughs) In all honesty, I did have to sit here and consider whether I had the right to weigh in on this or whether I best sit on my hands. Seriously, it's been something I've been considering for about an hour while I'm supposed to be writing a book and I'm not doing that. So I'm actually, you know, just putting off something I should be doing. But considering whether I should weigh in and I realize, yeah, I should, we all should. And we shouldn't be so shy or slow to weigh in on something that we feel passionate about. I have a real strong feeling about this nomination. I am not here to talk about that right now, this second, today. Because what I'm responding to today is something that's popping up in my feed and in yours and in all the news that you're looking at, in your newspapers and everything, all day, today and all week, the words sexual assault. And they've lost their meaning in a way because we've seen them so frequently. They've been politicized and marginalized, that phrase, sexual assault. And I'm going to weigh in on that. I have something to say about that because I have the privilege of having this job that I have where I get to be a therapist and I, and I get to sit across from people and work through with them some of the most intimate, deep, sometimes darkest, most brutal elements of their lives. Sexual assault fits that category. And before I pressed record, I was thinking, how many young women and teenage girls have I worked with who have talked to me about the sexual assaults they've suffered? I have no idea. Dozens and dozens and dozens. I know that. How big that number is, I don't know. But if it is a reflection of the population as a whole, you've walked past people who've been sexually assaulted in the last hour. Many of them. I think we all have. Um, And these are not political words. These are things that people suffer. So let me tell you a little bit, just broadly speaking, I'm not going to tell anybody's story in particular, 
But I can tell you this unequivocally based on firsthand experience sitting across from people and just sharing their stories. Sexual assault is depressing. It is anxiety-provoking. It drives enormous issues of self-worth and self-esteem and shame and trust in oneself and trust in other people. It affects most every area of someone's life, from their social life going out to their work life, to their sexual life, to their idea of the nature of safety and whether they ever are. I've worked with people who have a very, very difficult time telling their story in the confidential arena of a therapy room that's supposed to be safe, that's made to be safe. And so I started thinking about the people I've worked with who have suffered, and it breaks my heart to think of what they're going through this week because one thing I've learned from mostly, mostly the young girls and women, although some young boys and men um, that I've known and worked with over the years, that when it comes up in the news, it's a shock, and it is for lack of a better word, straight up re-traumatizing, like being there all over again. And the images come back and the fear comes back and the feeling comes back and the recoil of, I want to I step out of life because it's too scary to be out there. That comes back. And if you are somebody who is suffering that, I am so very sorry. And it is incumbent upon all of us to create a more trusting environment somehow for you. Um, I've treated a few men over the years who have been sexual assaulters, who have perpetrated sexual assault on people. I remember one guy in particular. I'm kind of haunted by his story. It was a long time ago that I knew him. And to be frank, I really, really liked him. Um, he was a really nice guy, kind and sweet and gentle in a way, um, and it was some time into working with him that he shared with me that he, in his late teenage years, in his early 20s, serially sexually assaulted girls and women. And I remember him telling me that at first it was people he felt rejected by directly. And he felt like he wanted dominance and power over these specific girls that he felt didn't love him or didn't show him the attention he felt that they should. And then it kind of became broad. And he had this loathing for women in general. And it took about two minutes for him to recognize, just upon reflection, just a couple of minutes to recognize that that loathing had nothing to do with women, that that loathing was about himself and that he did not think much of himself at all, and that he had really poor self-esteem that was derivative of issues that he had suffered himself years ago as a child. So it's true when people say the act is about power and it's about entitlement. Um, it's derivative of a person who is broken themselves in a way. It's about shame that, that, that he... Typically, he feels. Um, it is about, as he put it, 
taking care of your own house. So what he was finally doing when he sat across from me was he was taking that look inside and recognizing, okay, this is, this is how I feel. This is what I'm drawn to doing because of how I feel about myself. But he had the courage finally after doing some really awful things to develop some insight and and, and save probably a lot of other people from being hurt by himself um, to, to recognize, oh, this is about me and I've got to take care of my house. I've got to look inside and think, what is this about me that is allowing this to happen? Why am I hurting people? What is wrong with me? And I don't think enough of us men take that pause and do that. And this is part of the issue. I don't love the phrase toxic masculinity. It, it, it seems like, it seems cheap. It seems like too broad a stroke, but if it applies anywhere, it applies here. <laughs> um, because I think not enough of us men are willing to take care of our own house. We're not looking inside. And so we externalize. When we externalize, somebody could get hurt. And people often do. So in order to end this, and this is mostly to us guys, we got to check in with ourselves. Parents, moms, dads, you've got to check in with your boys. And you've got to talk about sexual assault. It's okay. No matter how old they are, they know about it. They've heard about it. They, today, they've heard about it. So you can bring it up. Talk about not just Here's what's appropriate to do. Here's what's inappropriate to do. Not just about behavior. Talk to them about the emotion of it. Talk to them about the appropriate expression of emotion. Because fundamentally, that's the piece that we tend not to understand. And it is that, that um, bastardization of suppressed emotion, usually self-loathing emotion, that eventually morphs into sexual violence at some point in somebody's life. And this can happen in any life that goes undetected, that, that isn't, isn't looked at deeply. So I think we need to talk to our boys. We need to look deep inside and see what our deal is. Uh, we need to rework our definition of masculinity and power because that word comes up a lot, and it's an appropriate word. We feel like we need this power or this dominance when, in fact, all we need to really master is ourselves and understand ourselves and find the kindness and empathy and compassion and vulnerability that ought to be the essence of the definition of masculinity. Kindness, empathy, compassion, vulnerability— that's where the courage is, man. And the change that we need to make is urgent. It's not casual. So if you feel like you haven't checked in, if you feel yourself seething with that anger, if you've committed acts of sexual violence of any kind, get help. Do something about it. And for anybody out there who has... Um, suffered sexual assault. Again, I am so very sorry that you went through that. I'm so very sorry you have to go through it again. I deeply hope that your suffering ends soon. And um, 
If there's anything anybody in my profession can do to be helpful, if you are compelled to tell your story and you think that might be helpful to you, please come and talk to one of us. And if you're not inclined to do that, well, that's, that is entirely 100% your prerogative because I can say with certainty, I don't know and I'm not going to presume to know how you feel or what you should do. And none of us should ever in a situation like this presume to know what somebody else should do. So let me just restate, getting back to that definition of masculinity. Let's bring kindness, empathy, compassion, and vulnerability. Let's make those our power words going forward. Change is urgent because sexual assault is a reality and it's painful and it affects lives in horrific ways. And we can do something about that. We might not be able to do something about whatever the hell's going on in DC right now, but we can do something about that. So, Make it better and do something about that. I'm Dr. John Duffy. Thank you for listening.